I realize I've already done it, but I want to one more time welcome all of you tonight, and especially our guests. We're so glad to have you if you're a guest tonight. Thank you for being with us in service. If you are joining us online, wherever you may be watching us from, we welcome you as a part of this service tonight as well. And pray that you're blessed by it. And I uh, realize they're not here tonight, but I give honor to our bishop and to Mother Wright. Praise God. Amen. I can report to you they have safely returned uh, home. And uh, they may be at one of the other congregations tonight. I'm not sure, but uh, they're home safely. We're thankful for that. And uh, the whole right clan is finally home. So <laughs> praise God. Amen. I said it this morning in announcements in Arnold, and I'll like to say it before I preach tonight. I believe I have a word from God for us tonight. Obviously, every time you preach, you, you have a hope, the belief, you have a message. Sometimes there are words that, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to say they're more significant than others, but the, the purpose of them, I guess, or what they're about is different than others and so it, that's the context with which I say it and I, I really hope and pray that a spirit of revelation would come upon us tonight. I will read you two verses uh, so that will make you feel better because we know we have to start preaching with reading some verses so I, I am going to do that and, and actually these two verses Many of you will be able to quote at least the first one as soon as we start reading it. But Thursday morning, the first session, Bishop, his first session, his title was administered here. In fact, I think it may have been the last Antioch United service, I think. But the message of getting to the now. Better remember that message? Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. A couple of months ago I preached on this verse. And as he did when he preached it here, he also read the next verse, unto him, who's the him? We working here? Who's the him? Can y'all hear? Uh, Jesus, God, any of them will work. It's okay. Unto him be glory. Where? In the church. By Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. When he read that second verse, verse 21, most of the time, again, verse 20, I mean, that's... We like verse 20. Seeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. And, and then he that the power that's in us. I mean, that's some, that's some good stuff. But it was those first words of that next verse. Unto Him be glory in the church. In the church. That just stuck 
in my spirit. At that moment I had obviously no idea what anything else that would be preached throughout the remainder of the week, but Friday night, some of you were watching and know, I sat and as Brother Morgan ministered on Friday night, it was confirmation, the moment, almost the moment Bishop read the verse and it stuck in my spirit, I felt like it would be my direction for tonight. And then as I sat there Friday night and listened to Brother Morgan preach, it was only further confirmation. So I want to preach to you tonight, I guess for the sake of a title, God's Reputation. God's Reputation. I, I want you to, if you would, pray with me. I want you, I just said it, I want us to pray that God would let there be a spirit of revelation in this place tonight. Because I don't think, I don't think we really truly grasp what we are. This is going to be a, this is all good positive stuff, so don't get any walls up and gun shy on me. I, I don't think we really grasp, Brother Whaley, what we really are. And I don't mean necessarily who we are. I mean what we are. I really believe God wants to do something for us tonight. And I want us to leave, not, not individually changed, I want us to leave collectively changed. Would you pray with me, Father? I'm asking you, God. That there would be a spirit of revelation that would come in this place tonight. That you would open our eyes. You would un open our understanding. Perhaps God, if necessary, increase our faith. But I'm asking you, God, for revelation in this place tonight. Revelation of what we are, God. Revelation of what we really are doing. What we're really all about. Change our minds tonight. Let there be a transformation of our minds tonight, Lord. By the power of Your Spirit, God. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Father, I trust You tonight. Trust You for Your anointing. I depend upon You. I trust You, God, to let me be a conduit for You to speak through. Not a sermon, God, but a word would come from you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. That's, I guess really I just gave you the punchline. I actually was going to start a little differently, but moments ago decided I wouldn't or would do it this way. So I Really, I just kind of gave you the punchline. Now let me give you a little bit of foundation. To go back to Exodus chapter number 33. There seems to be some times at which, in the Old Testament, there were prayers that were prayed. There were requests that were made that were really made long before their time. In a lot of ways, it's as if somehow the prayer, the one requesting it, had some kind of a, a maybe, maybe not an understanding, but a revelation perhaps of 
something that was to come. And some examples of that is David. And David prayed some things that really were before his time. He prayed some things about the presence of God. He, he said some things about the presence of God. And some things about a relationship with God that really were, were before their time. He said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. That, that really was something that was not quite unveiled or, or really happening yet in that context. There were some things about relationship with God that David prayed about that really were before his time. I guess somehow God put it within his spirit, whether there was understanding of it or not, there was a hunger and there was a desire that was there. And what I'm about to read to you, I think, is one of those examples as well of something that was prayed and requested before its time. If you go to Exodus chapter 33 and verse number 13, there is a conversation that is taking place between Moses and the Lord. In fact, verse 11, it says, The Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. And Moses said unto the Lord, See thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, Oh, I wish to God this would be a request of every one of us. And he said, My presence will... Actually, I'm sorry, I jumped ahead. This is what the Lord says. My presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. And this is Moses' response. And I wish all of us felt this way. If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. God, if you're not going to be with us, I don't want to go. I'm not interested in going someplace that you're not going to be. I'm not interested in going someplace you're not going to go with me. It's not my message tonight, but let me just insert. I wonder how many places we'd stop going if we simply said what Moses said. God, I, I don't want to go any place that your presence is not there. I don't want to go any place your presence can't be there. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy, that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. In verse 18, is the prayer that Moses prayed that I think was a little bit ahead of his time. 
And I want you to notice what it is he prays. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Show me thy glory. There are several different things that I could think of that perhaps would have come to mind first as the request. In fact, I think the first thing I would have been asking based on what God was doing and promising was, show me your power. If you're really going to do this, if you're really going to do what you're saying you're going to do, show me your power. Show me your ability. Or he could have simply prayed, show me your presence. Let me feel your presence as the confirmation of what you've said. But his request was, show me your glory. Show me your glory. The word glory in the Old Testament means this. It means abundance. It means riches. It means honor. It means splendor. It means reputation. What he was saying was, in one way, was show me who you are. I want to see who you are. I, I want to see what you are. I want a glimpse of what you're all about. Show me your glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and I shall, and it shall come to pass, while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cleft in the rock, and I will cover thee with my hand, while I pass by me, and I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shalt thou not my face has not been seen. The face, according to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 5, he says this, We preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God, where? In the face of Jesus Christ. I'm going to pass by you, and I'm only go I can't let you see it all yet. I can't show it to you yet because my glory is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. So I'm only going to let you see me as I pass by. But it was glory that Moses asked to see. I want to see your glory. The problem was 
To see God's glory, there's something that has to manifest God's glory. Boy, it seems like it got a little tight in here. You're all listening, right? That's what the, I'm not the bishop. My name is David. It is not Chester. He likes your quietness. I don't like your quietness. I don't care if it means you're listening. I like a good amen every now and then. <laughs> I want to see your glory. John 1 says this, verse 14, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And when the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, we beheld... Ah, I feel a little bit better right now. We beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. It's a little bit wordy, but listen to what we says. And the Word... Entering a new mode of existence. That sounds really educated, doesn't it? The Word, entering a new mode of existence, became flesh and lived in a tent, His physical body, among us. And we gazed with attentive and careful regard and spiritual perception at His glory, and you can't see it, and I don't think you have weeds because it's not easy to get, but the, the, the His there is capital H-I-S. So who's that referring to? His glory. We beheld, or we had the spiritual perception of His glory a glory such as that of a uniquely begotten Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. I can't show you my glory yet, Moses, so I'm going to put my hand over your face and I'm going to pass by. And I'm just going to let you see the back parts. But John said, we beheld His glory. His abundance, His riches, His honor, His splendor, His reputation. You want to see my glory? This. This is my glory. This is the representation of my glory. What you ask to see, this is it. And so Paul comes along and says unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us unto him be glory where? John said, we beheld His glory in the Word made flesh. There is no longer Jesus Christ walking on the earth. So Paul comes along and says, unto Him 
be glory where? What I did in the man Christ Jesus, how I represented myself and demonstrated myself on earth through Him, I'm going to now do that in the church. In the church. In the church. Unto Him be glory in the church. Do you realize what that means about what we're doing here? About what we are? We have so minimized. We have so minimized what we are and what we're doing. We are where His glory is. In the New Testament, the word means really very similar in the Old Testament, but I'll give you the New Testament definition. The word glory means opinion or view. It means estimate, whether good or bad. It means splendor, brightness, magnificence, excellence, preeminence. Who He is is intended to be manifested through us. You and I are His reputation. They are supposed to look at us and based on looking at us, get an idea of what He's all about. Unto Him be glory in the church. We come, and I'm not preaching tonight about church services. That's only a part of what we do. It is a part of it, but it's only a part. But we really have reduced a lot of it to church services. I am a part of Antioch, the Apostolic Church, and I go Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Thursday night, do a few other things throughout the week. That's what I do. And that's part of the problem that, that the church has gotten into today. Some of you have never probably heard these buzzwords, and you are so blessed. But there's, there's some buzzwords today that a lot of, especially preachers, pastors use, and, and that, it, it's, it's about how do we do church? How do we do church? They're trying to figure out how to do church. And for the most part, their big part of what they're talking about is a church service. So many of them have come to the conclusion the way we do church is make it... I've, I've never been. I've only heard. Seen a few pictures. Fortunately, I've been blessed. I've never had the experience. I've, I've never been in a club, but I've heard a little bit about them and I've heard about what they look like and I, I've seen a few pictures online and, and, and it's dark. It's dim. I don't, I don't understand. This is not necessarily, I guess, a part of the message, but it is. I'm making it a part, I guess. 
I am getting sick and tired of seeing all these church services and concerts and worship experiences where it's dark and dim. And Some of you have been there to, um, to the clubs. B.C. Both of you haven't been to the clubs after Christ. Some of you spent some time in the bars before Christ. Dark, dim. Look at a lot of the concerts. Look at a lot of churches online. Dark. All they got is a few colored lights on. That's how they're doing church now. And I think one of the biggest problems with the church today is we're trying to figure out how to do church. We haven't been called to figure out how to do church. We were created to be the church. And I'm sorry, that's not just semantics. I'm not just playing around with words. We weren't called to do something that He called us to be. Upon this rock, I will build my church. I'm going to build my church because my church is going to be the representation and the manifestation of who I am and what I am. We got places that are reducing it down. I've heard Brother Brother Nichols was at Apostolic Conference last week, and we were eating together one day, several of us. And 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 he, I heard him tell this before, but he mentioned that there was a there was a, a man who his kids go to school with, and he was talking to that man, and they go to this big church in their area, mega church in their area. And he was asking the guy, you know, well, what, and the guy said, I, re- I really like that church, man. Yeah, really? Well, what is it about? He said, well, one thing is they, they do their service. They got a service on Saturday evening. I think he said from 5 to 6 p.m. He said, I can go to church and I know how long it's going to be. I can get out of there and I can get church out of the way for the weekend. It's our problem. We've taken ownership of what we are supposed to be owned by. Church is not mine to figure out. Church is not mine. The church is not mine to figure out how to do. My job is we're supposed to be being. It's not our job to do, it's our job to be. Because it's His power working in us that demonstrates who He is through us. The responsibility we have is to be God's reputation. We want to squeeze God in here and squeeze God out there. Then we want to, then we want to struggle trying to figure out. I've already said it, but I'm on, it, it's the easiest symptom to deal with in a lot of ways. It's not just about church services, but we want to, we, we want to cut God out, or we want to cut God back. We want to, we want to get in and get out, and we want to be done. And then, and then some of us, we can't try to, we can't make up our minds how much we really want to be committed and be a part and how much we really want to be involved. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? 
This isn't a club you're deciding if you're wanting to be a part of. This is not some social organization if you're deciding you're wanting to commit to and to be known by. What we are supposed to be being is His body, the church, through which He demonstrates to the world who He is. God responds to our faith. God responds to, to our, our thought processes, if you will. He doesn't violate us. He doesn't violate our, our, our will and He doesn't violate our faith. And There's a lot of things God can do that He doesn't do because nobody's believing Him to do it. And if we choose to limit what God is, God is bound by those limitations. And if we put God in our church box, then that's all He is, or excuse me, that's all we are. When what we have been invited to be collectively is where He gets glory, where His reputation, where His power and ability and who He is, is demonstrated. Listen, and this is a little bit more wordy, but bear with me for a moment. Vine's dictionary says this: the word glory means primarily it signifies an opinion, an estimate, and hence the honor resulting from a good opinion. It is used of the nature and acts of God in self-manifestation, i.e. what He essentially is and does as exhibited in whatever way He reveals Himself in these respects and particularly in the person of Christ in whom essentially His glory has ever shone forth and ever will do. That's what I can do. That's who I am. That's what I'm about. So we are manifesting Him. This isn't about trying to build a group of people. This is not about trying to fill a building. This is about the fact that in the midst of a chaos, messed up world, you and I have been given the responsibility and the privilege of showing who He is. I know the feminists won't like me for any of everything I'm about to say here. Hopefully they don't like me, period. And even others won't like me because of misunderstandings and resentment and bitternesses, and that's their problem. She, stand please. She is a representation of me. How she looks, how she's taken care of, represents me. Walk with me for a moment. There ain't no, I know, I guess, I guess she's on his arm because her arm goes through his, I guess, but 
No, nobody's ever looked. Nobody's ever looked at a guy and a girl walking like this and said, man, look at what she's got on her arm. No. Please, I'm not trying to reduce ladies, and especially this lady, to a thing. So don't miss, get my point, don't get the wrong point. They say, they look at and say, man, look what's on his arm. Sometimes they look at and say, how did he get hurt? I ain't trying, I know it's, I shouldn't even bring up the name because it's too sensitive and all the political chaos that's going on. But you, you look at Trump and you go, how did all of that get hurt? You would think somebody with so much money could get a little better hairdo. You just would think that. But, but she, Don't look at me. Look at her. I'm going to repeat what Brother Sowers said. He said it, not me. So get mad at him. I was probably going to say it anyways. She is my glory. That's not a minimizing or reducing of her value and her worth. She is my glory. I, I, I can, don't go anywhere, I'm not letting you go yet. So I know you're anxious to go. I, I can look at her, and I'm the only one that can look at her and go, she is my I like this this setup here because right here, I don't know how it happened, but she sits right over there. Thank God for glass pulpits. Because I can look over every now and then during church when she's not up praise singing. And she is mine. You want to know something about me? Look at her. She is my glory. I'll let you go now. Have to watch my glory. <laughs> Gotta get back, back to the message here. Bless you, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. She is my glory. I'm, I shouldn't go here. I shouldn't go here. I shouldn't go here. I'm glad I didn't marry some of you. Because apparently you're not all that concerned with being His glory and how you represent Him. She is my glory. And the reason, naturally speaking, she's my glory is because it's a natural representation of a spiritual thing. Because the church is His glory. 
he should be able to look at the church and say, wow, she's buying. She belongs to me. And if you want to know something about me, look at her, not just about the way she looks, but, but you can tell how I take care of her when you look at her. You can, you can see what kind of a husband I am by looking. And God says, if you want to know what kind of husband I am, look at her. Do, do you, oh God. Do you understand what it is we're doing here? We're not just, we don't just have a sign posted out there on the road to be a different brand so people can have an option. I'm sorry, we have so, we have so made, we have, I, I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg. We have so been affected by, I, I don't know if society, I don't know what order it was, but I, I think our, I think our retail and our, 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 our business, our business society has affected us as a church. How many of you, how many of you like McDonald's? How many of you like to eat at McDonald's? A couple of you. How many of you will, it's the last place you're going to eat? How many of you like Burger King? How many of you can't stand Burger King? How many of you like Taco Bell? Yeah, how many of you don't like Taco Bell? How many of you like Chick-fil-A? I could eat there every day. Anybody here doesn't like Chick-fil-A? Couple of you. You know what? Isn't it awesome? For those of you that don't like McDonald's, that there's something besides McDonald's. Take your pick. It's a free country. We can debate and argue about what's the best. It's just your opinion. You have the right to your opinion. Some of you think if you got the right to be wrong. That's whatever. If you're, if you're in charge and you're picking, go where you want to go. I'm sorry. But Methodist and Catholic and Presbyterian and Pentecostal and Apostolic, Lutheran and whatever else you want to put, it, this isn't all about just options. I'm sorry, I don't care what name, what label you want to put on it, there's only one church. It, it, it's, it's, I, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't find Methodist, I don't find Catholic, I don't find Presbyterian, I, I, I don't find all those church names in the Bible. I find an explanation about how to get in the church. I find out what the church is all about. The church is the called out ones. It's those that have been called out of darkness into His marvelous light. I find out that the church is the body of Christ. And if you want to get in Christ, you've got to be baptized into Christ. And the way you get baptized is in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. And you've got to have the Spirit of God. Except a man be born of water and of spirit, he can't enter the kingdom. And 
And I know the kingdom's not the church. I know all that. But just for the context of what we're saying, I know there's a formula for how to get in the church. But forget all the labels. So it's, well, what are you? Well, I'm, I'm, what? What are you? What? Well, I'm what the Bible, I want to be what the Bible says. I, I want to be in the church. I don't care what name you want to come up with. I just want to be in the church because if I'm in the church, I become a part of his glory. I become a part of what he uses to manifest his glory. We're, we're, we're under so much pressure. Brother, you trying to figure out how to do all this, figure out how to make it all happen. Are you kidding me? I'm preaching to me just as much as I'm preaching to any of you tonight. So don't be, don't, don't get all offended at me. We're sitting around, God, oh God, you know, God, give us harvest. Make this thing grow. Really? Come on, I mean, we're trying to tell Him, make what is yours and represents you look better. Why should I have to convince him to do that? Why should I have to talk him into doing it? Well, brother, how come more's not happening? Maybe because our perception is off. How come this and that ain't happening? Maybe because we've got such low expectations of what we are and who we are and what we have to do rather than realize, you know what? I am what represents His glory. I am what manifests His glory. And the world ought to be able to look at us and say, you know what? He must be something else. We can't decide if we want to be a part or not to come or not. We're going to go. We Really? Be a part of what demonstrates who he is? Barnes note says this with regards to in the church. He says, or by the church. The church was to be the instrument by which the glory of God would be shown. And it was by the church that His praise would be celebrated. The church is to be the instrument by which the glory of God is shown. Brother Benner, I wonder if there's any chance that we haven't experienced some of what we believe for because it's more about us than it is about Him. I don't know about you, but I, I think I've actually, I know I've thought it, but I think I've actually a time or two prayed, God, give us a move of your spirit. God, do miraculous things in our midst so that the world can know that we're for real. So all those people out there that think the apostolics are crazy and lost their mind so that they can know that we're for real. So God, do it to show them us. Am I the only one? In fact, there's probably a few of you, your prayers being, God, my family thinks I lost my mind. My family thinks I'm crazy, so I need you to do some stuff to show them 
I really am. It lost my mind. The, 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 the angel, I guess, say it that way, the angel of the Lord showed up to Joshua before they were ready to go to battle. Joshua said, are you for them or for us? You on their side or are you on our side? He responded back and said, neither. I'm on the Lord's side. Don't reduce what I am to one of you. I'm about this. I wonder if by chance God has been limited to do some stuff because our motive is prove us. Or, or, or let's go another step, brother. You, all those other Pentecostals and apostolics that know about us and think we're crazy. It's not just the other religions. We, we got brothers and sisters that think we've lost their mind. So God, all this revelation and spiritual warfare and all this stuff we, you've given us, you got to do something so they'll know we're right. I just kind of picture God going, really? This ain't about you. This isn't so somebody can lift you up. This is to get a glimpse of who I am. But I've got to have a face. I've got to have something to show myself through unto Him. Be glory in the church. Barnes, it was Barnes, excuse me. Jameson Fawcett Brown says this, Unto Him be the glory i.e. of the gracious dispensation of salvation just spoken of in the church as the theater for its manifestation. I like that. The church is the theater for His manifestation. We, again, I must remind you, just make sure you get it. I'm not preaching to you tonight about church services. Dear God, if that's all we're doing here is about church services, this is ridiculous. If all this is is about a Sunday and a Thursday, where was I going? Oh, yeah. The theater of His manifestation. I'm not preaching about church services, but let me preach about church services for a moment. This isn't about, brother boy, this, we, we make it so much about us coming and I need to get something tonight. I need something from God tonight. I've come to get, I've come to receive. No! No! We've come to be His glory. This isn't about us coming to see what we can get. This isn't about us coming to see if the preacher will preach to us tonight and we can get something to get us through one more week. Get me through one more day. Bless God. I need a word from God for what? No! This is about an opportunity for God to show off. Oh, man. I, this is not what I was expecting. Recalculating. 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 Hopefully we'll get there with just a different route. Huh. We haven't come here just to get. 
fact, we haven't come here to get. We've come here to demonstrate. Not to each other. But for those that come amongst us that don't really know Him. We are His reputation. We are His reputation. We are what He uses to demonstrate and manifest who He is. You know what? I don't mean to be unkind. And what I'm about to do, if you are really sensitive, you're going to get offended with me. I'm not trying to make fun of anybody or reference. But you know what? If you could see us as a body, we, we, we probably kind of look like. Because there are parts of us that move freely. But then if we are the body, there's parts of us that are locked up, tied up, don't move a bit. This is what we look like as a church sometimes. Because we got part of a body that's engaged in being the body. And then we got part of the body that's just trying to figure out what am I going to get next. And if God, kidding me? You know why they're doing all the lights and the smoke? Some of them literally smoke. Because there is no glory being manifested and God's not doing anything. Brother Morgan said it Friday night. I'll give him credit so you don't think I'm coming up with it all on my own. But Brother Morgan, there's a difference. Just because the presence is there doesn't mean the glory is there. And there's a lot of people experiencing the presence of God, but they're not experiencing the glory. And the reason people are walking out of church disillusioned with Christianity is while they may experience some presence, there's no glory. Moses did not say, let me feel your presence. Moses' request was not the presence. It was the glory. I want to see who you are. I want to see what you can do. I want to see the power and the ability that you have. I want to see it manifested. You want to have good church so people will be impressed and come back to another good church service. It's not about us. It's His church. I said it already. I'll say it again. Upon this rock, I will build my church. Got God pushed over on the sideline while we try to build what He said He would build instead of just being what we're supposed to be. Ephesians 3 and 1. I'll try to close out here. Listen to what Paul says. For this, for this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. If you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me to you, how that by revelation He made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto His holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of His promise in Christ by the, by the gospel, 
whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God, given unto me by the effectual working of His power. Unto me, who am less than the least of saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. How crazy is that? We, we, people had come up with all these temporal sermon series. Paul says, there is an unsearchable riches. There are unsearchable riches in Christ. I saw one church in Mississippi last week drive, drove by it every day. Big old banner outside. Sermon series coming up is the, I think it's called the scoreboard series. It may be some really good stuff. I'm not trying to be judgmental critical. But there are unsearchable Riches. I've heard the same verse preached multiple ways throughout my life. I've sat there at times listening to a verse I've heard all my life, read many times, could even quote to you, and I hear somebody get up and start to preach it, and I'm like, what? Where in the world? How did you get that? I've read that verse. Brother Mott was at Apostolic Conference this past week and Brother Raymond Woodward preached Thursday night. If you've ever heard him preach, great preacher. He's like, what, what kind of Bible is he reading? I don't see that stuff in my Bible. Not that it was wrong, meaning I read that. I didn't see that. How did he get that? Sat there Friday night listening to Brother Morgan. Are you kidding me? I read that before. I didn't get that. Where'd you come up with that? There are unsearchable riches. It's eight o'clock. I know you haven't been, I know you've been out of town. I ain't preached to us in a couple weeks, but don't make it all up in one night. We got, we got to get out of here, brother Ryan. We got, we got temporal life. We got temporal things we got to get back to. We we got work tomorrow. We got we got life. Really? Are you kidding me? When we have been invited to be His reputation. To be His manifestation. To be what He demonstrates who He is through. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. Now don't, don't go to the next verse. Go back, quick, quick, hurry up, quick, quick, go back. Oh, thank you. You're too good. Most of you don't have a Bible, either electronically or a real one open, so you have no clue. Don't look now. I, I want to read to you this verse, except I'm gonna, I want to take a part of it out first. So, I, I'll tell you when to go. I want to read it first without them seeing it. Paul says all of that. And, and, and then he says this, it's to the intent 
that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known the manifold wisdom of God. Let me, let me read that again. Listen, listen to what he said. All of this is happening to the intent that principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known the manifold wisdom of God. All of that is for this to happen. Anybody see? Is that not cool or what? I mean, I know some guys can do some pretty cool dunks with a basketball, but I mean, okay, whatever. Some guys can hit a baseball a long way, hit a golf ball a long I know some guys can throw a long spiral pass for a touchdown. Okay, whatever. I don't want to install an update right now. Thank you. But Paul's talking about principalities and powers in heavenly places, knowing the manifold wisdom of God. That is the intent... That is the purpose. That's the goal. Here's what I left out. How is all of that supposed to happen? You can put it up there now. By the church. Brother Shelton or one of those guys would say that went over like a flock of dogs. Oh my God, really? I'm sorry, that's all I get? Do you see that? Do you see that? Really, do you see that? He wants principalities and powers in heavenly places to know the manifold wisdom of God. But what is the vehicle by which He wants to do that? Us! That's what you and I are all about. That's what you and I are doing. We are here so that by the church, principalities and powers in heavenly places will know the manifold wisdom of God. I picked on you this morning. I'll pick on you again tonight. It was good picking though. Josh, you're, you're not here just to be a part of church. You're not here just because your parents brought you to church. You're not here just because you were raised in this and this is where you're supposed to be. You are here because you have been picked by God. To those that are in your world, to be a conduit, put it back up there, to be a conduit through which the manifold wisdom of God is manifested. We beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten. That is now you and I as the body. They should look at us and behold His glory. They should look at us and behold His glory. What are you doing tomorrow, Saturday, you know, weekend, your friend? What are you doing? Oh, I'm going to church. 
You do that every weekend, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. Why do you do it? Well, it's, that's what I do. Really? Are you kidding? We have been chosen in 2016 at the end of time. Let, let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Did, did you hear? Listen, listen to what Paul, get what Paul said. Get what Paul said. Get what Paul said. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus. He doesn't stop there. Ephesians 3, 21, please. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus. Paul was writing the letter. But then he says this, throughout, throughout all ages, he was making it clear, I'm not just telling those of you at Ephesus that you right now are to be the glory of God. I want to make sure it's known that from now throughout all of time, the church is to be the manifestation of His glory. So whatever year it is, whatever chaos and turmoil and confusion and craziness there is, Paul said that throughout all ages, God was going to have a church that was going to be what He gets glory through and how he manifests himself through the Bible says he's coming back for the church that is a glorious church without spot wrinkle or blemish you and I have not been called to just endure to the end We're not just the last bunch that's hanging on. I know some of you may not have had the opportunity to do it for whatever reasons, but for those of you that did, those of you that got married and you had, I mean, you had your day and you pretty much got to do it the way you wanted to, you ladies. Just give the guy a black tux, white shirt and black bow tie. He's good. It's not about him. They're, guys don't spend months and months shopping around for tuxes. In fact, he just waits until he's finally told, this is the color. Yes, ma'am. Months. Months. I, I get wind every now and then my girls are looking at, well, for what? I don't need no wedding dress. Pinning stuff. Stop pinning stuff. Most of you won't understand what that is. I'm going to start unpinning. You pin, I'm going to unpin. Months. Shopping. Internet. Pinterest. This is not the message. Nothing to do with the message. I'm going to meddle a little bit. Some of you ladies need to stay off of Pinterest. No, I'm serious. I'm not joking. You single ladies. Some of you just thought, all the single ladies, all the ladies. God help you. 
uh, 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 yeah, you did. You know you did. How do you know it, brother, right? Because I've been places where they played it. Not on my iPod, not on my phone, not in my car. You need to stay off there because you're you coming up with some dreams and fantasies that can't be fulfilled. You just better be happy you get them. And whatever he can do, he can do. Spend $20,000 on a one day. You know what you can do with that $20,000 for a couple of years? I know, I'm a guy and I don't get it. Yeah, and it's the guys that usually pay all the bills. Yes, that's right. I am being a little bit, not, I am being serious, ladies. You need to be careful. You're going to make some guys go into debt when they shouldn't have to go into debt just because they feel like they got it. Anyway, that was it. I'm done. Finished. Moving on. Shopping online, looking here and there for the dress, the dress. Because there comes a moment for those that don't just go to the courthouse. I don't mean that. I'm just not mean that sarcastically or whatever. There comes a moment when all eyes are going to be on her as she makes her. Think the guys, they all just walk in. The groom, he usually walks in between the preacher and the best man. Ain't about him. Get him up there. Get him out of the way. Get everybody else out of the way too. We want to see her. I have never. I've been to a lot of weddings. I've now done a bunch of weddings. I have never seen a scraggly bride. I have never seen a bride with disheveled hair, with junk all over her dress, dirt on the sleeve, stains on the train. That's pretty good. Stains on the train. (laughs) Clean, white, glorious. And everybody stands for a glimpse. Forget him. (laughs) We don't want to see him. We don't care about him on her arm. We want to see what's going to be on his arm. We are the bride. We are the bride. And the rapture is about him getting his bride. There are people, there are people that believe in the rapture going to happen after tribulation because God, whatever, beating up the church. Like, what kind of groom is that? I'm going to whip you into shape before I come get you. bride that is glorious. You and I are the bride that he said he was coming to get a glorious church. I don't care what it looks like. 
I can't help what we've been through. I can't help where we are. What I know is what we are supposed to be. His glory. His glory. The condition we sometimes seem to be in, and I think the way we perceive ourselves, if he was the groom waiting at the altar, he'd be looking at us like, what have I gotten myself into? What have I done? But that's not what he said he was coming for. He's coming for a bride. I keep wanting to, you know, walk, but there's too much going on nowadays. You can't be doing that kind of stuff. I'd love to get one of you ladies to prance down the aisle for me. He's coming for a bride who is glorious, and he has selected us to be his glory. You young people. Winding down the years of high school and ready to embark on life and can't decide if you're going to stay in the church or not. Are you kidding me? I'm going to sit around and fuss and argue about stuff. Why do I got to do this? Why do I got to do that? I have never seen a bride in a pink wedding dress. I've never seen a bride in a purple wedding dress. I've, I, I, the only thing I've seen besides white on a bride is ivory. I've never heard one bride sit around fussy. Why everybody got? Why I gotta wear white? I don't know why it's such a big deal. Why I gotta wear white? Because you're the bride, and actually the bride looks at it as it's my chance. Why I gotta dress like this? Why we gotta live like? Are you kidding? Because we are set apart. We're not to blend in like everything and everybody else because he's looking for somebody to be his reputation and demonstrate who he is and what he is. Oh, I got to be honest. I thought by now everybody would be bouncing off the walls and I could just drop the mic and walk away. We're not, we're not trying to carve out campus ministries on a campus because bless God, the apostolics need to be there. We're not in Robin Wood just because we're trying to expand. No. We're not in Bowie just because we're trying to, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to eke out churches and, no, are you kidding me? We've been called. To be His glory. To be what demonstrates to the world who He is and what He is. A glorious church. Moses, what do you want? I want to see your glory, God. I want to see your glory. I want to see what you're all about. I want to see what you can do. I want to... Eh, not quite yet. But in the future... There's something that I am going to create out of me. It's going to come out of my side. And what comes out of my side is going to be this beautiful representation 
of what I am. That's my glory. Stand, I guess. I think it happens about every year. I sit there all week at Apostolic Conference and there's all this great teaching and preaching. I'm like, boy, I can't wait to get home Sunday night. Boy, I'm going to tear it up. We're going to do what you do. This, this isn't about Antioch, folks. This isn't about a Sunday morning ministry. It's not about that. It's about Him and us being the manifestation and the representation of Him. He ought to be able to look at us with pride and say, you want to know about me? Look at her. You want an idea of what I'm all about? Check her out. 24 years. Next month will be 20, or next year will be 25 years. 25 years. I ain't even been alive 25 years. I don't know how it's possible. 25, I'll be 25 years. 25 years. You want to know how good of a husband I am? Look at her. She's still with me. No, I'm serious. You want to know about me? Check her out. How much she loves me. Ask her what she thinks about me. Because she sits down there and does the same thing to me that I do to her. Because she told me she does. A few other things she told me, I won't tell you. Here, my son is the loudest. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Dad, stop. My ears are bleeding. Oh, I'm resisting. I'm resisting. I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm stopping. I'm going to stop. You want to know about me? Check her out. Because the fact she's will still with me says something about me. And the fact she's not just enduring being with me. We parted ways Friday night a week ago. I got home yesterday. She didn't look at me and go, oh my God. The break is over. In fact, she told me, I couldn't wait to see you. You and I are that for Him. You and I are that for Him. You want to know about Him? You want to know something about Him? You ought to be able to look at us and learn some stuff about Him because we represent who He is. We demonstrate what He's all about. We... Are his goal. I want you at least for now, we'll just we'll just do it this way for tonight, for now. Would you just 
You join me right where you are. I know we prayed it before I started to preach. Would you, would you just stand? There's, <laughs> at least that I can tell, there's no great emotion and there's not a lot of hype. You can't accuse me of that. Never fails. You get, them all, you get all these great expectations in your mind and it, then you think you come in, you're like, oh my God, if I can get through tonight, I'll, I'll, I'll just, also, and then place goes crazy. I, don't get me wrong. I'm not second guessing and questioning what I preach tonight. I'm confident I've heard from God. Thrown off by the reaction, but confident I've heard from God. I, I, I want us. I want us to pray. I want us to pray. Something's got to change in us. Something's got to. We 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 carry such a weight. We're oh, we're the church. We got to be the church. No. We're His glory. We're His bride. We're His representation. We get to demonstrate who He is and what He is. Would you just, would you join me right now? Can we, can we just ask the Lord tonight, help us. Give us fresh vision, fresh revelation, fresh understanding of the significance of what we are a part of. The greatness of what we are a part of. The awesomeness. I'm not, I'm not talking about a church tonight. I'm not here tonight. This is not a promo about Antioch tonight. That's, that's not what this is about. That's not the focal point of this message. I'm talking about something way bigger, way greater than Antioch. Something far above and beyond us. Now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, According to the power that worketh in us, unto Him be glory in the church. God, what You are worthy of, what You deserve in us and through us, I pray that You would get it, God. We're not just a bunch of poor Pentecostals hanging on and enduring to the end. We're not just a bunch of crazy apostolics that have thrown together some new thing, some different thing. But we have been selected, chosen, called by You, privileged by You, God, to manifest Your glory. To be the vehicle by which Your manifold wisdom can be demonstrated to the world. That's our privilege. That's our calling. That's our opportunity. In the midst of a chaotic world, God, in the midst of the end times, the, the last days, that's what you've called us to be. And you promised in your word that it was the church would get you glory throughout all ages, God. So tonight, God, in 2016, we claim that you're going to get yourself glory in the church. That we as the church, as a part of the church, will be that vehicle through which your, reputa your reputation is established. Who you are, what you are, is manifested and demonstrated. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. I curse every restrictive mindset 
that the enemy has put on us, God. I curse every restrictive thought process that the enemy has put on us with regards to what we are and who we are. I pray, God, you would open our understanding that our faith would be released, God, that we might be able to become what it is you have created us to be. As your bride, as the bride, to be your glory, to manifest your glory, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, get yourself glory, God. Get yourself glory, God. Through your bride, through your church, get yourself glory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's not about us, God. It's not about validating us. It's not about proving us. It's about you, God. It's about who you are. It's about what you are. But you've chosen to demonstrate that through us as your, as your bride, as the church. In the name of Jesus, 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 open our eyes, God, open our understanding, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, help us, God, to stop trying to figure out how to do it. Help us to become it. Help us to learn how to be it, to manifest it, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is not the focal point of where he intends to get his glory. This is not the focal point. Wherever you go on Sunday morning, wherever you meet as a part of a Sunday morning ministry, that is not intended to be the focal point of where God manifests His glory. I'll close with this. As a young man, actually, Brother Yu, you'll know the name, Brother Jonathan Robitas. He and his wife were at the Apostolic Conference this past week. They've actually been to manifest meetings in the past. In fact, I think they were at the Youth Manifest the very first one back in the 90s, but been to other things as well. He testified he was one of the couples that Brother 
Dylan selected to testify about what God had done for them at Apostolic Conference, and he shared this story as a testimony. Just within the last couple of weeks, he was out doing outreach, passing out flyers, inviting people to church. He was walking down the street, and he saw these two ladies coming, and they, the way I understood him to say it, they they were sharing a pair of earbuds, and he assumed they were just listening to music. He handed them the flyer and just basically, I'm a preacher and whatever, inviting people to church and they didn't really respond with any kind of interest. And so he said he looked over on the other side of the street and he saw some, some guys over there and so he just thought, I'll go over there. And he goes over there and he's giving those guys flyers and one of the girls that was on one of the earbuds calls him back over and he goes back over and she says, the person on the line wants to talk to you. Apparently, the way I understood the story, they were on the phone with some kind of a caseworker. She said, I heard you invite them to church. I don't remember exact quotes, so I'm giving you the gist. She said, I've been looking for church. I need to go to church. What kind of church? And he tells her. I don't remember if he said she requested prayer or if he offered to pray, but one or the other, and he said, I went to pray, and I was just going to pray in English, and he said, next thing I know, I started speaking in tongues. He said, a few moments later, I listened, she, sitting at her desk at work, on the other end of the line, started talking in tongues, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Brother Whaley said it, I'll repeat it. That's glory. I, I, listen, I love, I, I know some don't, maybe even some of you. I'm sorry, I, I know. I love church. I love, ch- I love coming to church. I do. I love coming. To, I enjoy church. I don't dread church. I like church. Church is a part of my life. Not because I'm the preacher. It, it's a part of my life. It's, it's a part of what I do. I love church. And I don't want to come to dead church services. I want to, I don't want to come and just go through, well, we had church and what God do? I don't know. We had church. If we're going to, I want God to do something. I want Him to do something while we're here. But really, it's not here where I'm most concerned about Him doing something. Because when you get two or three people gathered together in His name, there may be a little bit of pushback sometimes. But ultimately, you can you can get God to do something. But 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 it's out there. I know folks can tune in and watch us from other parts of the world, and not be here, and they can get a glimpse. But that, that, there's some glory from us here tonight. But. It's you on the job. It's you in the workplace. It's, it's you when you say to the coworker who says, man, I just don't feel good today. I, I got a splitting headache. And you, you, you look at them and you say, you mind if I pray for you? You don't go into intercession and freak them out and scare them out. You just simply say, in the name of Jesus Christ, command this headache to go and healing to come. And they go, Wait a minute, what did you just do? I don't have a headache no more. Let me, let me tell you about my husband. You think that's something? Let me tell you about who I'm married to. Let me tell you about how he takes care of me. 
Let me tell you about what he does for me. Let me be his reputation for you. That's, that's what it's about. God, I pray that you would afresh and anew release us as the church. Thrust us forth as the church to be the church. Outside of these four walls and any other four walls, five walls, six walls, whatever kind of room you're meeting in, no walls if you're one of them bubble blow-up places, I don't care what it is, to be the church. Creation. Have you ever, I thought I was quitting. I'm quitting. It's just long quitting. I, I be, come on, be honest. I don't. I don't. You know, some sometimes people preachers say something. Everybody, yeah, that's right. And in your mind, you're going, that ain't right. That is not true. So don't just sit there and go, yeah, that's right. If you don't agree, or if it's not true, I, it just seems to me I don't remember the last time we have had so many storms with the severity that we have had. I don't know, it was about a month ago, we were out and it started raining. I forget where we were. By the time we got home, our neighborhood roads were flooded. There was one, this poor lady was in the drain trying to dig stuff out the drain. And she was knee, literally knee deep in water. I sat there today listening to thunder and watching heavy. I, I don't know, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe it's, it is always that way. I don't know, but it just seems to me. Actually, Thursday and Friday, may have been Wednesday, Apostolic Conference in Madison, Mississippi last week. Afternoons, man, there was some heavy, dark clouds, heavy storms, lightning, thunder, and heavy rain. Looking out in the parking lot in the hotel and water is just flooding. We agreed that that's, is that kind of accurate? I mean, don't sit there, yeah, amen, Brother Wright. What are you talking about? It's always like this. All right? Okay. Could it be that it's what Paul was talking about? Creation is groaning, waiting for a manifestation. Waiting for the sons of God to stop figuring out how to do church. Dim the lights, put some color lights on, a little bit of smoke, get a guitar. And it seems like you got to have a guitar nowadays. Not, not one of those guitars like he jams. I mean, you know, the other kind. Let's put our blue jeans t-shirts on and just stand. And I'm tell you, let me tell you, you, you mean to tell, listen, if I thought wearing blue jeans and a shirt, just a shirt would make something different happen, I, I probably would try it. Maybe. I don't, I like dressing up. That's just me. I know a bunch of, all right, boy, I can't wait to get there. Won't be no ties in heaven. I can't wait to get to heaven. God bless you. I don't feel that way. I like dressing up. I, I like, I just like it. I enjoy it. So I, you know, the beauty of it, of Antioch, one of the beauties of Antioch is, look, I got some of y'all sitting down and getting, giving up on me quitting. I'm, I'm trying. But you look around here, well, we got, we got people suit and tie all decked out. People in blue jeans and t-shirts. That's the beauty of it. Amen. Guys, that was a blue jean and t-shirt, amen. (laughs) 
Well, we got to get rid of the pulpit. They get rid of the pulpit and they put a little table and a little stool up there. Let's try to, let's see if we can do church like this and see what kind of crowd we can try, draw. How about we just have God do something? Not just here, but what about if God does something? God does something, they don't care what you say. God done something. They don't care if you're standing behind a pulpit or standing on your head. They don't gonna care. And the truth is, God wants to do something way more than we ever want God to do something. Because He's looking at Gus going, you are my reputation. I'm counting on you to show who I am. That's not pressure. That's not a drudgery and obligation. That is an amazing privilege to be able to be His glory. I believe, I'll just quit on this. I've been quitting a long time tonight. (laughs) I believe God is ready in a brand new way. This church, not just this church, but this congregation, to show His glory. He's ready. And you and I have been uniquely, specifically called and chosen as the ones He's going to do it through. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Go represent Jesus.